Hi, and welcome to The Redesign, the podcast where we take everyday objects and create the best version of that thing. I'm Tom. Eric is the name of who I am. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. If you're a second or more-time listener, welcome back. And uh, I want to start off with some housekeeping. Uh, Obviously, last episode, we invented Motorcycle 2.0, and I think we did really, really great. Uh, just just nothing but net on that one. Um, so we got some stakeholder feedback. Uh, obviously, we disrupted both the land and water transportation industries, like no question. Unfortunately, we also had to shut down uh, production on Motorcycle 2.0 due to a lot of uh, what I would describe as sphere LED lattice emoji poop related <laughs> road rage incidents. I see. Oh yeah, that that's that's an issue. It it became an issue. Uh, public perception not so great. So I mean, huge success in many ways. Let's focus on the positives. All right. Yeah. So uh, today we got a creative brief uh, for a project that I'm extremely excited about. Uh, let me start off by asking, how familiar are you with cooking? Um, I do cook occasionally. Um, it is, it's a thing that I, that I would say that I sometimes do. Okay. Uh, for my part, I would say I am, uh, very much into cooking. It's, it's one of my very favorite things. Have you ever cooked a, say an Easter dinner? Uh, <laughs> I've helped cook a, a Thanksgiving dinner. If that okay. So I think we can we can bring this wealth of experience uh, to today's project, which is to redesign the oven. Okay. So uh, I think probably most people listening are familiar with the with the oven. It is the the hot box slash surface in your kitchen that you use for for food inning. I, I think I think I you've stumbled upon the first thing that will make this this better. The th- thing that we can design. Hit me. Just just well. You you just called it a hot uh, box, so I mean that's like a, a clear application just right off the bat. <laughs> I mean, sure. I mean, just just saying, right? Like, yeah, okay, no, that's that's out there. Yeah, uh, it's 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 been said; it can't be taken back. That's right. Um, the thing that I want to uh, specifically start with as our as our sort of first point of departure from the lowly oven one point um, is exactly why I brought up Easter slash Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the concept of cooking multiple things at once. Right. Yeah. And if you've done this, you know, it is, it is, a, it's a pain. You've got to sort of time things out and maybe things need to be cooked at different temperatures. And... Well, yeah, you're, you're spinning plates as it were. So let me, let me hit you with this. Are you familiar with the concept of the paternoster? <laughs> uh not really. I mean my linguistics background suggests that uh it it comes from Latin uh meaning our father. Is that is that right? Um probably, but in this case it's actually a kind of elevator. Oh, I see. It's the kind of elevator that seems extremely dangerous and has been uh discontinued or indeed uh outlawed I think throughout most of the world. Right. Uh can you can you describe it to me? I'm just about to. It's a conveyor belt of like boxes that never stops, and one side Wait, goes up. Wait, but can up. you can you can you describe it to me though? Like, please, please describe it to me. So, just any were... any second you can you can describe it. Okay, 
let me let me try and paint a picture for you. Sounds good. You know normal elevators where it just goes up and down, but it's in one sort of dimension. Yes. What if you had basically an elevator that only ever went up, but then it sort of flipped over and only went down on the <laughs> other side? I see. And it never stopped at a floor. You just had to basically hop on or off right. in an extremely dangerous manner. It's like a vertical merry-go-round. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. In fact, that is exactly what it's like. Uh, and it's exactly as dangerous as that sounds. Uh, if you don't believe me, like, look this up. This is a real thing that exists. It's like people have been, uh, as you might expect, severely injured. Sure, um, yeah. But I think what this suggests is like the perfect model for Oven 2.0 mm -hmm. in that each of these sort of self-contained capsules could be cooking at a different temperature. Yes, that is that is definitely the case. You know, um, I, I I had a I had a, a thought like this this thing is like it's an elevator that's moving through uh, like okay so so what I think you you're you're thinking of you're describing is like a like a paternoster with um, components like the the elevator box each box is an oven is that yes. is that kind of the idea you are correct so um, I I have I. I have this inspiring, or I'm inspired by um, a, this pizza place. Um, I think this is a common concept, but the last time I, I thought, uh, or the last time I went there, I saw this and I was like, hey, that's cool. Um, their pizza oven, they specialize in these like personal size pizzas that they make in front of you with like the dough and stuff. And then they, they put the, the stuff on the dough and then they put the dough on a tray and they put the tray on a conveyor belt that wafts it or it walks it through um the oven and so the conveyor belt is just going through the hot zone created by the oven so it's like uh by the time it gets to the end of the oven your pizza's done right so uh taking that idea of the of the paternoster you could have the conveyor belt or the elevator that just kind of constantly goes through and then just put, have it go through an oven. Like, and by the time it, it leaves the oven, the oven is like ready to accept the next thing. So really the only, the only like problem that we have to solve here is how to instantly change the temperature of the oven to cook the next thing at the temperature that, uh, that, that it needs. And mm -hmm. and I think that's just like a minor, you know, um, thermo thermodynamics issue. Uh, I'm not a scientist, but I I play one on podcasts. So, <laughs> so I think, um, yeah, we're we're definitely on the same wavelength here. And where I think my mind was going was that each uh, component of this uh, multiple unit oven would, in fact basically have its own sort of self-contained heating element. Right, yeah. So, um, I mean, obviously, if I'm cooking a turkey, I need a, a fair amount of room, but maybe I also want to uh, roast some vegetables at the same time. And that's just not a thing that I, I can do at the same time in the same oven. That's crazy. <laughs> no, um, no, that's impossible. So I think where I'm netting out on this is that it's basically... Um, you know those those like chalkboards where you can lift one out of the way and there's another chalkboard behind it? Yes. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, but it's ovens. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that that makes total sense. 
And so once I've put the vegetables in uh, to roast, I can just sort of uh, push that out of the way or, or indeed use some sort of conveyor belt mechanism to, to lift it out of the way um, and then put in the turkey. So, so wait, so wait. Uh, if, if, each, if each thing on this elevator slash conveyor belt is its own self-contained thing, why, why, why do we have the conveyor belt? Well, I mean, is it a conveyor belt or is it just a, a mechanism for accessing the next? Oh, I see. I see. The next unit is what I'm saying. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. No, definitely. Definitely. I mean, we can't, you can't go wrong with conveyor belts um, in general. Uh, Movators are an underappreciated um, technology in our modern age. I agree. I wish, I wish movators were basically everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I think this this uh, concept would give you some of the same kind of feeling of of having a superpower. Um, in this case, the superpower wouldn't be walking extremely quickly, but in fact, a more cooking related superpower. Right, like cooking extremely quickly. Yes. Okay. So I think I mean this. We're we're I think we're coming down to something uh, sort of a, a convergent solution on this. But I want to throw another. Um, stakeholder suggestion suggestion into the mix here which wait, is wait 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 we're not we're not talking about like putting stakeholders in the oven so that you can cook your steak is that is that is that what it is i mean let's let's put a pin in that because i think okay. there's something to that Got but it. um the the next thing that i wanted to bring up was was something that a uh a outdoor enthusiast uh stakeholder brought up who uh obviously in the in the warmer months does a lot of uh barbecuing and so on whenever you mention stakeholders i can't get the image out of my mind that this person like probably in a business suit is just holding a raw steak in their hand that's super accurate that's that it, it that's the only thing i can conjure up at this point yeah keep that image in your mind i think that really will inform what we're doing here today okay perfect um so what this what this person brought up is the the fact that obviously if you're if you're going out into a park or a public space uh or or vacationing or what have you you're definitely going to be able to barbecue mm-hmm. but there's never an oven that comes outside or travels with you um so i think like a, a portable uh, or the portability concept has never really been explored with ovens that's right yeah i, I think you're you're definitely right about that um so so uh i guess the the thing that really uh, tethers an oven is literally a tether uh, in the the um, electrical cord that that plugs into the wall. So I think I think our biggest challenge here is is power, right? I mean, I think there's there's a few challenges. Uh, power is certainly one of the big ones. Mm-hmm. Um, so so why don't why don't we dive into that uh, for a sec? Why wouldn't an outdoor oven not be powered by the sun? the biggest oven that in our night sky i've often heard it described that way i think i think you're exactly right uh and what we're what we're really doing here is just uh essentially scaling up uh easy bake oven technology that's correct yeah i mean if if um you're not familiar with the easy bake oven it was entirely uh cooking with the power of a normal incandescent light bulb and uh if i know anything about uh science the sun is basically just a giant light bulb that's right yeah um so yeah i think you've you've hit onto something so what we need to to uh, 
endeavor to come up with here is is some kind of focusing mechanism, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and what focuses better than <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like uh, like Ritalin? Is that is that a, a thing? I mean, you might want to you might want to pop one before starting cooking, just so you're really in the zone. In the zone. Yeah. No, I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. Where, where I was going with this was mm-hmm. more some sort of, uh, I want to say like a, an unfolding uh, kind of array of perhaps mirrored panels on top of our oven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so like the, the mirrored panels would just like reflect the light from the light bulb back into, back into itself. Yeah. And then we channel that, that solar heat mm-hmm. uh, into the oven itself to cook whatever we're ah. cooking. Yeah, no, that makes that makes total sense. I think um, I think the the mirrors like you can't have enough glass in there. You could pop some lenses in there as well, just to to focus. Yeah, like like uh, we're basically sort of trying to I think laze the uh, sun's light to really like get that focused heat. That's such a lazy approach. Should call it the lazy bake oven. <laughs> uh, amazing. I'm gonna mm-hmm. gonna put that up on the board. We're we're going we're going straight into marketing. Like we can we can market this product before it's fully designed. I think that's a suitable like reasonable approach. Yeah, I don't think we really touched on that much last time, but but that's definitely yeah. uh, an aspect of this that is super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really like that. I think lazy bake oven is like, you know, it suggests yeah some you know you're gonna end up with a nice like pie or something, but it's super easy. Right, exactly. And then, like, at some point, you, you pull a lever in an autumn and, like, flips out of it. Or, like, like a, yeah, like a footrest. Heck yes. Yeah. So, the other yeah. issue that I think we're dealing with, I think we've nailed the uh, the power part of this, is actually the portability part. Um, mm-hmm. As you know, uh, I think, you know, the, the traveling oven, it might be a little bit smaller than your, your in-house oven. Well, not with that attitude, Tom. Well, I mean, I'm still thinking like we need to have the the conveyor belt slash paternoster arrangement um, because obviously I want to cook a bunch of different things sure. in my, at, at my picnic. But maybe it's you know it's it's a uh, a bit more modest in the number of compartments included. Right. Right. But but I think what what I'm getting at here is that we need some kind of um, piece to this product that allows it to be moved around. And what I'm thinking of um, is that. There's kind of a, a dual mode switch on the solar element. Um, so at, at when you've got to your picnic, you flip the switch and it becomes uh, it goes into cooking mode. Okay. But before that, you <laughs> from what mode? <laughs> well, let me let me hit you with this. All right. Uh, before you flip it to cooking mode, you're using that collected solar energy uh, to drive some tank treads on the bottom. Oh yes, yes. That that is that's perfect, and like the the best the best thing about anything with tank treads is having two joysticks to control it. That's that's the best thing. You it's like you move them both forward, and they move the thing moves forward, and then you like ease up on one of them, and you start turning. That's the best the best control scheme of anything that has ever existed. So I'm I'm a hundred percent on board with this. Awesome. And I think, I mean, that's like, that's such a huge piece of, of customer satisfaction is like, how amazing is it going to feel when you've uh, driven your, your portable oven into place at your picnic 
and you're like, hell yeah, I just I just used my uh, dual joystick controls to like perfectly position this thing to exactly. uh, to make some stakes with my included stakeholders. That's right. Yeah, exactly. The stakeholders will certainly be pleased with that. So I'm I'm feeling really really good about our our direction here. That that we've inputted with our dual joysticks. Exactly, and I think uh, the next piece of this puzzle is is um, maybe a little more tech forward. Uh, you know, tank treads we've had them for for a good amount of time. That's that's like a solved technology from, from like the Stone Age, I think. Get, Pretty like, much. Correct me if I'm wrong about that. I'll look it up later. But I think the Stone Age is when uh, tank treads proliferated. I think you're right. I think if you look at at uh, cave paintings, obviously, yes. uh, gazelles, spears, uh, and tank treads, yeah. all all represented in in early human art. So uh, the the next piece of this is is something I think we're really seeing an emergence of uh, in in a lot of uh, appliances today, which is that kind of uh, Internet of Things. Uh, mm technology. So I want to I want to start off slow here because I think there is something uh that we're already seeing in uh some appliances which is a a communicative element. Uh so you know when your uh food is done cooking. If I'm hanging out at my picnic, I'm having a good time. I don't want to be like hovering over my my oven the whole time. Yeah, no, you got to socialize. Exactly. I think what we could what we could do here is um, use your uh, your phone or or a similar device, fax machine, uh, fax machine possibly. Uh, for, you know, and maybe this is this is where the synergy comes in. Yeah. Is that we can hook it up to the the fax machine on your dashboard? Um, yes, exactly. Exactly. The cross branding possibilities here are immense. Oh yeah. But where I'm going with this is that the oven itself uh, connects to your phone. And then when your, say, your pie is done cooking, uh, it plays a song on your phone to let you know that the pie is done. Right. Uh, what song would that be? Uh, Gonna Make You Sweat by CNC Music Factory. Oh, yeah. That's, that's perfect. Yeah. Because the pie, you know, the heat. I, I get, the, I get the, the connections. I'm not, not very smart, but I, I got that one. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe in, in like... Uh, sort of a, a later software release, we could let people choose their own song. Uh, but I think, like as a, as a default song, that that has a lot to recommend it. No, no, like the the only model that we are able to go is is like paid DLC microtransactions. You you pay, you you have to pay for each you know song, and it's a limited set of songs. You can't choose the one that you want. You have to you have to pick from these. It's like it's all about licensing and. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of uh, monetization strategies involved here that, that we could explore. Um, oven, essentially oven ringtones is is going to be huge, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. So the other aspect of this that I don't think has really ever been explored um, in the history of technology is adding sort of a HAL or kit kind of functionality to the oven. Mm-hmm. Um, which is to say a uh, I yeah that level of intelligence I think just has has often been applied to uh, space stations or uh, cars oh my god Tom 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 we have a like voice activated artificial intelligence 
uh, thing that's added to a an, an oven. And on the topic of you know stakeholders, we need to name this assistant Siri. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Hey Siri, sear those sticks. <laughs> that is incredibly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's explore what this uh, this assistant will be able to do for us. I mean, uh, let's let's go from from step zero of um, of cooking, which is. Uh, I guess I guess it's I'm hungry or or I'm going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, so so maybe if if you log like what you eat, Siri Siri can tell you um, when you're probably gonna be hungry next. I think I mean there's certainly a predictive element to it, mm-hmm. and I think uh, that's that's actually a very convenient part of of the app that maybe I hadn't thought of. Um, I could I could just get a push notification essentially. That's like, hey, you should you should eat something, mm-hmm. and also make a food suggestion for me. Yes, see, it's perfect. I like it, and I think w- what we've just opened up is actually another monetization strategy, which is to say we could uh, reach out to to uh, food manufacturers and have them include uh, sort of a, a Snapchat esque QR code on all of their food. Yes. So the the oven using uh, machine vision knows exactly what's going into it. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. We don't even really have to set the temperature or the time. We would just get a, an announcement from Siri uh, within our app that's like, "Cool, this is a pie. I will I will cook it perfectly for you." Yeah, totally. So so like what? Okay, but the the QR the code itself has to be edible. One would think. Well, I, uh, yeah. Or you just kind of eat around it, or or <laughs> um, or it could be like um, you know what's perfect? Oh no, you don't you don't put these in there. I was gonna say uh, the the little pizza tables, the table that comes in the middle of the pizza. You just put one of those, put a QR code on top of it. Um, the the table that keeps the box from from compressing into the pizza. Um, but but I just realized that you don't actually put those uh, in the oven while the pizza's cooking. Um, however. You could, yeah. I mean, I, I, I actually like this. Um, I was thinking it would just be, you know, it could be printed on the packaging, and you just have to to scan it, uh, right, e- externally. But uh, I mean, you've you've illustrated that that is just that's what is this the 18th century? Like, come on, no, you you put it in the thing. The it's one step. Yeah, I mean the, that's not in line with the with the ethos of the of the lazy bake oven at the, all. The lazy bake oven, yeah, exactly. So I think I love the idea of of uh, not just advancing oven technology, but in advancing tiny pizza table technology. Yes, titanium, um, probably. Well, I mean, you suggested that it was edible, which I really like. What if it was just you know there there were a few. Um, substrates onto which we could could print an edible qr code and i get you know it would really depend on on pizza it could just be like dough that would work on uh i mean a lot of products could oh, be dough no you know what you know what it, it should be the the we're we're it's an oven um the thing is like you know we don't want this like pizza table to or this qr code thing to um 
change the the integrity of what we're cooking. So we need something that that is going to disappear. Yes. When it's when it's in the oven. So it's like ideally this thing is like on the food, you put it in and then when the food's done, there's no trace of it. And so because like it's an oven, the obvious thing is you you have to etch the QR code onto an ice cube and then put it like on the food. And then as it goes on the oven, you know, the the ice cube it melts and evaporates and then poof. It's it's perfect. Yeah, there's there's really something to this. My only concern is that for non-refrigerated foods, the ice cube QR code would disappear even outside the oven. Okay, but that's that's just an engineering problem. Like we just we just figure out an ice cube that doesn't, you know, melt when you don't want it to. So let me let me suggest this. Are you do you know those like little pieces of minty plastic that people suggest freshen your breath and just kind of disappear when you put them in your mouth? Uh, yes. Uh, I don't know what those are made of, but those seem like they will last forever, but they also disappear instantly right. uh, as soon as they come into contact with moisture. Well, it's specifically saliva, so I don't know if um, it's just any moisture. So maybe there's like a, a little... So there's one of those, you put it on the pizza, and then like at the right moment, there's a vial of human saliva that gets like dripped onto the the thing and then it, it makes it go away and it's perfect i i love this and i i'll tell you why we've hit on so many amazing uh monetization strategies for oven 2.0 and mm-hmm. this is actually yet another uh avenue for us to to really go deep into into the sort of the the profit margins on on this product which is uh basically sort of like printer ink cartridges except saliva mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and obviously, I mean, you don't you don't want to like personally lick the food before it goes in the oven. You just want that to happen automatically. Yeah, I, I mean, this just gives another another a new meaning to the term spit roast, right? In many ways, yes, that's that's perfect. I think like we've 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 really really sort of reduced the amount of of like cognitive overhead in terms of of what it takes to make a perfect meal. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So let's let's take stock of, of where we ended up. I think there's like we've introduced so many uh, just like game changers in terms of, of oven technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so go ahead. Uh, well, no, I just I was just going to point out this is off topic, but uh, you you mentioned uh, you've you've been making so many great like punny. Uh, like references that I'm not sure if you're noticing, but uh, you just said take stock, and so clearly, uh, soup stock is is a is a thing that we could do with this. Earlier, we you said that we were on the same wavelength, and I was I was too late in mentioning that that wavelength was probably infrared. Um, but that's uh, that's neither here nor there. It's in the past. I mean, maybe maybe in like a future enhanced version of this podcast, there's there's an option to like. Just sort of backfill all of the puns that that weren't. I on. want that in my life. I just I need that in my life. Just replay my whole life. Yeah, that's from a, the from the womb, all the way to to adulthood, adulthood and my my inevitable death. I just want like a replay and just to be able to go like yeah, boom, pun. I mean, that's a technology we can certainly explore uh, outside of the confines of of this podcast. That's true. Yes. So, so where do we end up? Um, we we have invented so many things this episode. It's a bit overwhelming. 
mm-hmm. um, the the multi partite oven that also has tank treads that is also powered by solar energy. Like just saying this, I'm actually kind of blown away by by what we did today. Yes. Um, it connects to your phone with with Internet of Things technology. Gets everybody pumped up by playing "Gonna Make You Sweat." And then you get to eat food at your picnic. Um, we've we've got a lot of monetization strategies. The one that I'm super excited about is obviously the uh, saliva cartridge. Yes, yes. Yeah, and you could you could get you could get like uh, designer saliva too. Like you could get saliva from a famous person. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and then and then you can get one from from like uh, someone who can't spell very well, and it's like actually a a, a hallucinogenic. <laughs> and you get it's like a salvia cartridge so yeah that'll be the the little surprise in there i'm feeling really good about this i think um we've we've done it again basically mm-hmm. as we will continue to do onward into the future so um yeah i think like basically there's there's factories waiting to to start producing oven 2.0 um i'm gonna i'm gonna take this back to the stakeholders and and see like how how completely blown away by this they are i expect entirely yeah i mean 100 percent blown away if not more yes um and the next time we can we can see how it went see how the uh consumer response turned out and uh, I'm sure that will be great, too. I'm really looking forward to uh, having Oven 2.0 in my life. Me, too. I can't wait. So I think I think that'll do it. Um, yeah, this has been The Redesign. Uh, you can find us online at theredesign.design or on Twitter at theredesigncast. Uh, we're also on iTunes. If you enjoyed this in any way, we really appreciate your rating uh, or your recommendation to friends. It helps a lot. And uh, with that said, we will catch you next time.